I'm not 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
jump right in. Some say, turn around, turn around and fight them. Some say, close your eyes and pray. Some wave a big white flag, screaming with surrender. Some quit, calling it a day. Just keep on moving, roll it on. Don't stop for the ocean. Don't stop, don't stop. Keep on moving, waters fade away. Keep on moving, roll it on. Don't stop for the ocean. Don't stop, don't stop. Keep on moving till you find your way. Just nothing about survival Some say Doesn't really pay Some hold on tight Screaming Can't change my nature Some say We just can't find our way Just keep on moving Roll it on Don't stop for the ocean Stop, don't stop Keep on moving Waters fade away Keep on moving Roll it on don't stop for the ocean. Don't stop, don't stop. Keep on moving till you find your way. Staring down a barrel, but I trust in him. Waves are crashing, but we're coming in. Got my eye on the prize, won't stop for the lies. I'll be running down this path till he opened my eyes. Clouds are dark, I can't see a thing. But I wait to see the light that my faith will bring.
in the AM, David Lowy, Anode Milvado. You heard Miami with Cole Cole. Ari Goldwag with uh, Ari Wisnicki and Bowie Vishalom. Laman Das, that's the Yeshiva Boys Choir. C. Landsbaum had Yerushalayim Shal Zahav. Natati Lachayai, live with Kaveret. Um, I was sent a video of Donnie Sanderson performing in the Shomron, and it got me back into Poogie a little bit. <laughs> I'll tell you, the video that I saw sounded exactly the same as 30 years ago. Amazing. Uh, eighth Day with Roland. You heard Uvoa, Ovdin, that's Diaspora, and of course, Regesh, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Tuesday on this June 1st. Could you imagine? We're almost halfway through 2021. Hard to believe. 21st day in the month of Siva in the year 5781. Tufshin Pei Aleph. Less than a month away from the three weeks. We are uh, in the month of dads and grads. An early happy Father's Day to all the dads. A mazel tov to all the graduates in this month of June and those of you who graduated already in the month of May. And uh, as our friends at A&H would say, it's grilling season. Yeah, the month of June, you'll have uh, plenty of amazing A&H hot dogs to toss on the grill and to enjoy. And don't forget, they're now available at all Trader Joe's nationwide. 
Mostly cloudy, high 78. Clouds tonight, low 61. Tomorrow cloudy, a high of 75 degrees. 84 in Yerushalayim. We're at 58 here in New York City as we say good morning at JM in the AM. The June sale is officially live at Artscroll. It's 20% off on all of their 3,000-plus titles at Artscroll.com. Remember, the only place in the world to receive free shipping with no minimum is by using promo code radio at Artscroll.com. Again, whatever you order from Artscroll, including the book we're going to be speaking about today, The Rebbe on Beacon Street, The Inspiring Life and Impact of Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Horowitz, the Boston Rebbe of Boston and Harnof. Rabbi Shimon Finkelman wrote the book. It's brand new from Artscroll. Go to Artscroll.com, use promo code RADIO, get free shipping, no minimum, plus right now a 20% off June sale going on at uh, at Artscroll.com at all 3,000 plus titles. So take advantage, and we're we're actually going to be speaking with the uh, with the Boston Arebba. Um, I will let you know which of the Rebbeim we'll be speaking to uh, at eight uh, thirty this morning. At eight thirty this morning, <clears throat> one of the sons of the subject of the book. The book is about Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Horowitz, and. Um, the book is called The Rebbe on Beacon Street. We speak with his son later on this morning here at JM in the AM. <clears throat> a reminder, I, I just got this uh, official final flyer for Wednesday, June the 9th. A reminder, Hadassah, an American story, a conversation with author Hadassah Lieberman presented by American Friends of Bar Ilan University will take place on Wednesday, June the 9th, starting at 12 noon Eastern time. And she will be interviewed, Hadassah Lieberman, that is, will be interviewed by our very own Miriam Al Wallach, general manager of the Nahum Siegel Network, host of That's Life. Wow, Miriam L. Wallach, M-A-M-S-E-D. She's got a lot of degrees. Kalaka vote. She's our general manager. We sometimes forget just how much of a uh, an academic background she has. Anyway, um, uh, Miriam Al Wallach speaks with Hadassah Lieberman, in conversation brought to you by the American Friends of Barilan University. And that's going to be Wednesday, June 9th, a week from tomorrow, starting at 12 noon Eastern time. To register for the events, it's, it's for the event, it's AFBIU, American Friends, Barilan University, AFBIU.org slash Hadassah. AFBIU.org slash Hadassah. And that's a week from today. And I better go register for the event. <laughs> Tuesday Tuesday morning broadcast. That's right. The Machatanist is speaking. I better make sure to uh, be logged on. Um, JM in the AM. It's a Tuesday morning. In addition to the uh, Reb on Beacon Street, and again, remember, artscroll.com for your 20% off and your uh, free shipping if you use promo code RADIO. In addition, uh, Malky Weinstock is going to join us today. Malky Weinstock is responsible for some of the uh, for some of the more interesting children's books in our community. We met her the day we met her about. It must be almost two years ago. We met her almost two years ago. We did the show with Barry Weiss from Eichler's in, in Borough Park. Um. 
That was on that. I think it was Super Bowl Sunday last year, right before COVID. That's when we met her. I believe it was that day we met her. I know we met her at Eichler's. Uh, anyway, Malky Weinstock has a bunch of uh, of children's books, and we'll have an opportunity to speak with her uh, coming up in the 7 o'clock hour this morning. Those of you who are uh, parents and grandparents or are becoming parents or grandparents, you may want to look into these books. I am not the I am not a fan of only bringing in uh, Jewish source children's books into one's home. I think there are plenty of appropriate books from all different backgrounds, but this this group of books that she has, in my opinion, belongs in uh, in that category of of books that are really um, capable of enhancing a uh, a um, a child's progression, a child's education. Anyway, one man's opinion. Uh, anyway, we'll speak with her coming up in the 7 o'clock hour here at JMNAM. It's a quarter before 7 right now as we continue. This is a uh, selection from Shlomo Katz. As uh, we say good morning from all of us here at the Nahum Siegel Network and JM in the AM. Okay. 
J.M. in the A.M. Tuesday morning broadcast. Where's the info I had on the uh, on what's happening in Teaneck this Sunday? Didn't I have it here? Let's see for a moment. Um, unless it's in my phone somewhere. Uh, Teaneck, New Jersey is the place this coming Sunday. We have been lauding, and I mean lauding, rightfully so, any community that has stepped up and where local leadership has stepped in because, unfortunately, national leadership is doing nothing in the wake of the uh, anti-Semitic random attacks that are happening in this country. People are eating dinner, getting beat up. People are walking on 47th Street, getting beat up. People are walking down the street, getting knocked out. Um, And before uh, our major cities of the United States turn into the same situation as the major cities in in Europe, um, 
it would be a good idea for communities to step forward. So Teaneck is stepping forward this coming Sunday. I will give you the details on that. Remember, when you when you, I believe that it's not mixed messaging when you support Israel and um, and rally, demonstrate, and parade against anti-Semitism. Honestly, it's the same thing. Maybe a little bit of a stretch, but I don't see it being a mixed message uh, in general terms. We could discuss that further. It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web and Alchem Siegel.com and Alchem Siegel Network, and of course, the beloved NS app. You heard of Maishi Menlowitz with Uri Vanim, Shalshalas at Yafia Fisa, Nachamu with Shlomo Katz. Galit Sal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Tuesday is next. We say Boker Tov from Jam and Am. לקראת הכרעה, יושב ראש יש עתיד, יאיר לפיד, יושב ראש תקווה חדשה שר, יושב ראש ימינה בנט וחברת מפלגתו שקד נועדים בשעה זו בכפר המקביה. המטרה, להגיע להסכמות על ממשלה עוד היום. מדווח כתב התחום הפוליטי, יניר קוזין. חברת הכנסת איילת שקד מנהלת את המסע ומתן מול צוותו של מנסור עבאס ורעם, בין היתר בסוגיות הנוגעות למשרדה העתידיים, משרד הפנים. הסוגיות שנותרו לא פתורות במסע ומתן הם הרכב הוועדה לבחירת שופטים, הרכב ועדת השרים לענייני ביטחון, הקבינט, ומספר תיקים בכחול לבן ובתקווה חדשה שיש עליהם ויכוח. גורמים בגוש של לפיד ובנט מביעים אופטימיות באשר לאפשרות להודיע יושבת ראש מפלגת העבודה מרב מיכאלי התייחסה אל המשבר סביב החברות בוועדה לבחירת שופטים ולדרישתה של שקד לקבל את מקומה של מיכאלי והבהירה חתמנו הסכם עם לפיד, אני לא רואה סיבה לשנות אותו. המסע ומתן שלי הוא לא מול איילת שקד. מפלגת העבודה נתנה את המנדט ליאיר לפיד לנהל את המסע ומתן בשם כל הגוש. והדברים סגורים וברורים, ואני לא רואה סיבה לשנות אותם. אם רוצים לפתוח מחדש את כל ההסכמים, אז בואו נדבר על זה, אבל לא נראה לי שיש זמן לזה, וגם לא נראה לי שכדאי. אין לי עניין עם איילת שקד. סיכמנו סיכומים. אנחנו עומדות בסיכומים שלנו. מדבריה של חברת הכנסת מיכאלי בכנס לשכת עורכי הדין הביא כתבנו בנצר. המסע ומתן להשבת השבויים והנעדרים, שגרירת ישראל במצרים, הדוקטור אמירה אורון, אומרת אצל אמיר איבגי ביומן הצהריים, אי אפשר לפעול לטובת השיקום של עזה בלי לטפל בסוגיית השבויים והנעדרים. מבחינת ישראל יש חשיבות רבה לנושא הזה. זה חשוב לממשלה הישראלית, זה חשוב לציבור הישראלי. צריך להבין את זה, עד כמה הסוגיה הזו חשובה בעיני הציבור הישראלי. אי אפשר לראות פעלתנות לטובת השיקום של עזה, שזה חשוב, אבל מבלי שגם נטפל בסוגיה הזו. אני חושבת שהמצרים מבינים את זה, הם נמצאים בתוך העניין. ובכירים ישראלים שמורים בפרטי הפגישות עם ראש המודיעין המצרי אמרו לכתבתנו המדינית מוריה אסרף וולברג שחלה התקדמות ברצון של שני הצדדים ישראל וחמאס להגיע להסכם שבויים. עם זאת הפערים נותרו גדולים מאוד ובישראל מתעקשים לכרוך את השבת הבנים בשיקום הרצועה. למרות משבר הקורונה העולמי, היקף הייצוא הביטחוני של מדינת ישראל גדל בשנת 2020 ב-15%. מדווח כתבנו לענייני צבא וביטחון, דורון קדוש. משרד הביטחון חתם בשנה האחרונה על חוזים בהיקף של יותר מ-8 מיליארד דולר, הנתון השני בגובהו אי פעם. עם מדינות המפרץ נחתמו עסקאות בשווי של 800 מיליון דולרים בזכות הסכמי אברהם, ובמשרד הביטחון אומרים שזה פוטנציאל גדול להמשך. שר הביטחון גנץ הדגיש כי העסקאות מתבצעות תוך שמירה על היתרונות הביטחוניים של ישראל, ומבלי למכור למדינות שפוגעות בזכויות אדם. 
שני פלסטינים נעצרו הלילה סמוך לחשמונאים שבמערב בנימין לאחר שנמצא נשק ברכבם. השניים נתבקשו לעצור לבדיקה שגרתית לאחר שרכבם עורר חשד. בחיפוש ברכב מצאו השוטרים אקדח, מחסניות ותחמושת נוספת. ידיעה שמסר כתבנו ביהודה ושומרון, שחר גליק. מזג האוויר, ירידה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורך רועי ולד.
Shragi Gestetner, who we remember, that's L'chaim. Kulam Ha'ovim, done by the Rabbi's sons. You heard Moshe Hecht and Ka'ayal here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning, 1st of June, 21st of Sivan. Good morning. Mazal Tov to all the uh, graduates out there. Uh, toss some hot dogs onto the grill in celebration of uh, graduation. And make sure they're A&H hot dogs, which are now available in the Trader Joe's nationwide. How do you like that? Not bad, huh? Uh, check it out. Trader Joe's Nationwide has A&H hot dogs. Great, uh, wonderful kosher supermarkets nationwide have all A&H products. You can go to kosherdogs.net. Enjoy a 10% discount with promo code radio. Those are all the methods or some of the methods to get some great A&H delicious products. I just registered for the event, by the way. I just registered. It's happening with, uh, American Friends of Bar Ilan University, and it's happening on the 6th of June. <laughs> Here it is. It's happening on the 6th of June. Excuse me. It's happening on the 9th of June, Wednesday, June the 9th. Hadassah, an American story conversation with author Hadassah Lieberman. It's uh, American Friends of Bar Ilan University. AFBIU.org slash Hadassah. AFBIU.org slash Hadassah. Uh, the, uh, the son of the Boston Arebbe, who we knew as the Boston Arebbe, because as someone pointed out yesterday, it's really the grandson, but we're not referring to the original Boston Arebbe. We're referring to Revlevi Yitzchak Horowitz, the Boston Arebbe of Boston and Harnov. The book is called The Rebbe on Beacon Street. His son, his son will join us here at JM in the AM. Um, Reb Naftali Yehuda Horowitz of Boston is going to be joining us at 8.30 this morning to discuss the brand-new book. Also, Malky Weinstock this hour. Malky Weinstock this hour, author of a bunch of children's books that are geared to people in our community. So we'll speak with her coming up this hour here at JM in the AM. And uh, some people have pointed out that this week is Parsha Shlach, and in fact it is, and uh, that means that uh, we are likely, please God, please God, going to be speaking with Rabbi Yoshua Fass. Um, Rabbi Fass is expected this coming Thursday. We are going to try our best to make sure that we fit in 
<laughs> his schedule this coming Thursday because it's been a tradition. A tradition, by the way, that goes back a lot further than I thought. Uh, Avrami, God bless him, did some uh, research for us, and uh, you can't imagine how many years or my fast has been appearing on this program um, during the week of Parsha Shlach. I think there was a, a year or two um, either I was out or my fast wasn't feeling 100%, whatever it was, we missed. But but there's a lot. There's a lot of material out there, and hopefully he'll add to that this coming Thursday right here at JM in the AM. Well, Teaneck, New Jersey is the play Sunday. Uh, I've been mentioning how the um, it's amazing how Jewish leadership in this country is doing nothing, and I wish there was another way of saying it. But, you know, if we're going to be honest, we got to say it the right way. They're doing nothing when it comes to galvanizing uh, uh, the community in protest and demonstration to rally, even to parade, as they're doing in Teaneck this Sunday, in uh, honor of Israel, in support of Israel, and against anti-Semitism. And I, I, and I still am going to emphasize that I don't think that's mixed messaging, especially if you saw the Bill Maher piece that's going around. Even he says it. <laughs> even he says it in there. That if you're gonna, uh, if you're if you're attacking Israel, you're basically attacking Jews. That's basically what it's all about. So anti-Semitism, anti-Zionism, no matter how you couch it, it's uh, one and the same. So when one parades in support of Israel or one demonstrates against anti-Semitism, it, as far as I'm concerned, it's not mixed messaging. Certainly not in, within our community. Certainly not for our children. Anyway, we have seen some incredible grassroots efforts. I won't go through them right now. Uh, but I will say the most recent one we saw was the one that happened in Cedarhurst this past Thursday night. Uh, we've seen a lot of group efforts. Kudos, kudos, kudos to Bergen County, New Jersey. Bergen County is uniting for Israel in a big parade this coming Sunday, culminating in a concert at Sagamore Park. I hope to be there, and I hope thousands will be there for the reasons I just mentioned. Bergen County is uniting for Israel in a parade culminating in a concert at Sagamore Park. They'll gather at 4 p.m. They'll march at 4.30 p.m. They're asking everybody to wear blue and white, to bring signs and flags. The parade route will be announced. I'm sure the moment it's announced, we'll have it for you. I'm sure we'll discuss it in, in depth here. They're also on Instagram where you can get all the latest information. The Instagram uh, handle is uh, Unite for Israel 2021. Unite for Israel 2021. If you if you want to sponsor or volunteer for this coming Sunday, if you want to sponsor or volunteer, it's uh, unite for Israel 2021 at gmail.com. And by the way, it's the word for. It's not the number for. It's actually the word for. Unite for. Although I hope they got both. Unite for Israel 2021 at gmail.com. Unite for Israel 2021 at gmail.com. So Bergen County this coming Sunday. Kolakavod, Kolakavod. It's the day that we were supposed to have the Celebrate Israel Parade in New York. Yeah, it's the day we were supposed to have the Celebrate Israel Parade in New York. How fitting, how fitting that the parade, which is run by uh, a quote-unquote established Jewish organization, and it's not their fault it was canceled. I'm not, I mean, God forbid, JCRC does a brilliant job at the parade every year. It's obviously not their fault. But how ironic that that uh, this year of all years it's canceled Again, beyond their control, which we totally get. And the supplement event is a parade in Bergen County, basically arranged by the Hamonam, basically arranged by lay leaders and local rabbis, basically. Pretty uh, pretty significant. Yeah, put that one in the history books. You know, people write about uh, Solidarity Sunday 1987 and its significance, and people write about uh, April 15, 2002, and that rally in Washington and its significance. 
someone put in the spring of 2021. This will be significant to, to, to note in the future about how uh, the Hamonam, how the lay leaders and, and local rabbis took control of the situation when everybody was nowhere else to be found or nowhere to be found. So that's the story with this coming Sunday. Make sure to be there in Bergen County. We'll remind you as we get closer and closer right here at JM in the AM.
JM in the AM. Pure soul with that selection here. Tuesday morning broadcast. Thanks for joining us. Plenty going on here on a Tuesday. Oh, plenty. Got some interesting guests. Don't forget artscroll.com has a 20% off sale right now. Entire month of June. The only way to get free shipping on any amount is to use promo code radio. So if you're going to buy the book about the Boston Arebbe, the Rebbe on Beacon Street, that we're going to be speaking to one of the current Boston Arebbe's about later on this morning, you got to go to artscroll.com, use promo code radio. You get a nice di- discount, including the June sale discount, plus free shipping because you use promo code radio. That's how it works. Take full advantage. Trust me, you'll want to. Why not save some money while you're buying some amazing books? Um, <laughs> I like the way the Jerusalem Post puts this. The anti-Netanyahu party heads are meeting to form a new Israeli coalition. It is amazing that what is essentially uniting this new effort is uh, just to get rid of Netanyahu. And I, I can only imagine those who think they're going to be um, in the favor of those who think they're going to be treated nicely by the media and by the by, and by other parties. Once there's a coalition, I mean, I think they're in for a rude awakening if they think that uh, just because they're helping get rid of Netanyahu, they're all of a sudden going to be going to be the darling of the Israeli media and of the uh, other political parties. But. People in politics have fooled themselves with sillier things than that. Let's see what happens. Should be very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. JM and the AM or my Goldwasser coming up in a second. I wanted to mention that the... uh, um, that the, oh, the Speaker of the Knesset can postpone the vote on the new government? I didn't realize that. I thought, I didn't realize that. I thought that's only up to the President of Israel. The Knesset Speaker can postpone the vote on the new government. Hmm, that would be an interesting wrinkle. Um, uh, uh, our app, on our app, you can comment about anything going on uh, at any time, meaning that uh, we discovered uh, app comments that were going on today uh, for shows that have taken place, you know, a week ago, especially in, in light of uh, mayor's passing. A lot of people have been commenting. So if you do comment on an archive, we generally will see it. I'm just letting you know that because you might think that because it's not live or because the show has already happened that we wouldn't see your new comment, but we do. And, and it's important to us, obviously. I'm referring specifically to one that uh, came in um, last night, um, as someone was listening to last week's uh, program by Miriam L. Wallach when she uh, did a memorial tribute to Mayor Weingarten. So that's what I'm referring to. Um, Mensch0326 asks, please keep in mind Nachman Ben Esther Dina from Oak Park, California, having hernia surgery today. That's Nachman Ben Esther Dina. Moshe Eisenberg writes, good morning, Nachum Surreal. You replayed an Israel show yesterday from a few months ago. I had commented on that show. Mayor refers to it and thanks me. It was like he was speaking from Shemayim. Wow. Yeah, yesterday my niece sent me um, 
She's been going through some of the conversations on video and audio that Mayor and I have had over the uh, air, and she sent me some clips yesterday. It is hard to believe he's gone. Uh, listener Chaya thanks us for the rabbi's son. 732, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words. Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. It says in Tehillim, Pukude Hashem Yisharim. The word of Hashem is straight. It causes the heart to rejoice. Mitzvah Hashem, the mitzvahs of Hashem are baro, clear. They cause the vision to be enlightened. When a person lives an exalted life, nothing can bother him. The great Sar HaTorah, the Rosh Hashiva Rabbein Tzion Abba Sha'ol, his whole life was one long chapter of Torah, one long chapter of Olam Haba in this world. Nothing could bring him down. From the time he was born, he learned in poverty. For many years, he hungered for bread. It didn't matter. He lived a life of Olam Haba in this world. His last years in this world were very difficult for him. Speech was difficult, and he had to repeat himself very often. He didn't give himself any rest. With all the physical difficulties, he continued to prepare his shurim, his lectures, and to give them over with great depth. He was always afraid not to allow laziness, atzlus, to hold him back. And he fought back with great Mesiras Nefesh, self-sacrifice. At the end of his life, it was almost impossible for him to see because he was choser on his Torah Shabbat Peh. He constantly reviewed the Torah. He would open a Sefer. He would look at it and may not be successful in being able to read it. However, he didn't exempt himself. He didn't say, Ones Rachmanapatri, in these cases, an individual is exempt. Although there certainly would have been plenty of substantiating proof that he could do it. He constantly found himself responsible and obligated. And as we know, Habalataher, Messiah Oso, a person that comes to purify themselves will be helped with Siata Dishmaya. He was zochet to continue his limud Torah, to learn with great Mesiras Nefesh. He taught generations, and in his elderly age, he was able to raise many Talmidim who gave over his Torah with great depth. All this because he had self-sacrifice for Torah. When his mother, Banaya, was expecting him, she made a great chacham and begged him to pray for her that her son, should become a big Tamil Chacham. However, when he was still an infant, he had a very high fever. The family could not afford a doctor, and his mother cried herself to sleep because she couldn't care for him. When she slept, she had a dream. A man who appeared as a Leoan Navi told her, your child will grow up to be a Tamil Chacham, and he will bring great bracha to your family into the world. Because of this child, your husband's business will flourish. I put a silver coin into his pocket, and with this coin, he will be able to buy goods and prosper. When she awoke in the morning, her husband was just returning from Shachris. When she told him about the dream, he began to laugh, but he stopped laughing 
when he put his hand in his pocket and found a silver coin. With that coin, he bought goods and was successful in starting his business. Rav Ben-Zion Abba Sha'ol recuperated and grew up to be a world Tamil Chacham and leader. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser bringing you Morning Chizik. Have a nice day.
Simcha Liner's song is called Praise Door here at JM in the AM. Well, as I mentioned earlier, uh, during one of our visits to Eichler's and Barbara, I think it was the day we were with Barry Weiss. If not, then it was uh, one evening when they had uh, the whole series of special events um, at Eichler's and Barbara Park a couple of years ago. I remember it was around the time of uh, early uh, 2020. Uh, that we met Malky Weinstock. Malky Weinstock at that time was doing a, a book reading, uh, one of her children's books, to a group of very, very uh, enraptured children. <laughs> uh, they were very focused on um, on her uh, book reading, and um, since then we fa- we have found out, and you'll see when you visit her website, that she is just a chock full of amazing uh, children's books for boys, for girls, for families. And she's with us live via telephone. Malky Weinstock, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Good morning. It's my honor. I'm so excited. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> your, 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 um, the grip that you had on the young people uh, at the session that we saw at Eichler's and Borough Park many, many months ago was pretty fascinating. Uh, your storytelling is, uh, is exemplary, and it's not just the way you recite it. Obviously, the books are doing very well as well. When did you first discover that you're able to communicate to children through writing books appropriate for them? So I have two daughters who are now young moms, and um, I, as a child, since I'm four years old, adored books. And in my mind, in my young mind, I said to myself one day, I'm going to be a writer, I'm going to be a writer. And then, uh, then fast forward to my children being young kids, and they always like, Mommy, can you read us books? And then they started devouring books, and I noticed a trend that they enjoyed very much character books. We have all the Dr. Seuss books. We have all the Berenstein Bear books. We have a lot of the Curious George books. And then it triggered something in my mind, and I said, when I get less busy with um, raising children and working full-time, and I just want to deviate for one second to tell you sure. how much I miss Mayer. Oh, wow. Weingarten. I used to work in a travel agency a hundred years ago. I mean, I'm not that old, but... Wow. Um, and we used to fly a lot of people to Israel, and we used a real tours. And when it came time for my trip, he's like, Malki, I'll get you free tickets. I'll get you free stays in the Sheraton. And that's what he did. And I also want to tell you, Nachum, that there was a time, and I don't know if you remember, when a real tours made some event. They made an event. I was all the way early on. Like maybe just an, an event for the Ariel Tours family of of travel agents and people who interacted with Ariel Tours, and Mayor got up there and he was like, "This is not our success. I am not patting myself on the back. I say thank you to Hashem. Hashem gives me everything." And I was a young young woman at the time. I don't know if I was married yet, and it left such a profound impression on me. It was at the peak of Ariel Tours. And that stayed with me about Mayor, how humble he was, wow. and how warm he was. And 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 there are people who who recite that, and 
not to question their sincerity, but when it comes to Mayer, I could tell you that he meant it one hundred percent, as you know. If you knew him yes. well, you know that. Yes, and I, sure I, I did. And I, sure did, I did. and I did not recall that uh, that you had a relationship with him in the business world. But I'm so thankful that you uh, brought it up and that you uh, honored. We're just his... past the shiva, and I, I could I couldn't hold back. Oh, much appreciated. Yes. Much appreciated. Yes. Uh, Malky so, Weinstock is with us. We're talking about her books, which are so. You said that. I mean, and, and by the way, I'm I'm thrilled. Seriously, I'm not kidding. I'm thrilled that you're mentioning the the good family-friendly character books and series that America has. I'm glad you're mentioning that because there are some good ones, even though we're getting, you know, we're drifting these days into really crazy stuff and, and a lot of and a lot of books we wouldn't recommend, but some of the ones you mentioned are certainly... The, old, the wholesome ones. Too. Yeah, are certainly appropriate when you're talking about a wholesome series, but you felt the need for a Jewish child, boy and girl, to have to have, I guess, role models in these characters that they can appreciate, that they can, not role models is the wrong word, but you get what I'm saying, characters, yeah, that, characters that they could relate to, let's put it that way. You know, I felt that our people, Am Yisrael, had so many things to serve us, our, our very own Jewish schools, camps, kosher sushi, kosher <laughs> gourmet food, kosher <laughs> restaurants, kosher resorts, kosher entertainment, and Achim Siegel Show, 91.1 <laughs> FM for 20 years was the backdrop of our mornings before the kids went to school. Thank you. <laughs> so, and for our precious children, they're the future of our people, and we don't have our own distinctive entertainment characters that uh, stories are woven around. And I saw, you know, never mind only just the storybooks, but also when we took our kids to Disney and, right. you know, how enthralled they were with the Disney characters. Right. Or uh, Pink Pink, Pervasive Hello Kitty, Barbie. And I, you know, I have also been a freelance marketing consultant for many years and a creative writer. I used to do a lot of journalism. And I'm a, I'm a pervasive dreamer. And I just kept thinking and dreaming that what if I could create and write a young children's book series around our own Jewish entertainment characters, which our kids would adore. And they, like you say, they would be our kids' role models. And they would be conduits to spreading our values no and question. our love of Judaism. No question about it. Malky Weinstock's with us. All right, let's get into this. So parents and grandparents can can start buying these books and bring them into their homes. Uh, not that we're canceling all the other great series that we mentioned, but we certainly want to add these uh, to a good Jewish home. What year did you create your first character? So this was 2011. A whole 10 years ago, and today's June 1st, and that marks about June 1st or 2nd, my first Yael book wow. hit the stores. Yael, Yael is the character. She's the, she's the first character. She's the girl character, the right. first main character. And the first book, which was my introductory book, was called Yael's Loving World. And there was a specific reason why I chose that. I, The first thing I did was create a brand because I felt that... Um, I was so enthralled with my mission of empowering young children. I started with a girl because I feel that girls are the future of our people. They become the women and the mothers of tomorrow. Well, another good reason was that they honestly don't have enough characters in their lives when it comes to, I mean, thank God boys have a lot of uh, uh, examples that are written about, <laughs> it's, you know, you know and, and the girls don't have as many. So it's, it's good you started with that. They were at an unfair advantage. It's right. true, and I wanted to give them the chance to be at the forefront. So in any case, I named my brand Light Girl or Light Child. Right. Light as an acronym for Love, Inspire, Teach, Encourage. 
And in general, I felt that there was a space in the world of Jewish education that um, I was thinking about the messaging I wanted to put in my books. And I felt that children were learning a lot of the how, but not enough of the why mm. of the things we do. Do you agree? I totally agree. And it's so great that you did that. You sent me three Yael books, Yael's Loving World, Yael Gets a Guest, and Yael in the Secret Language. How many total Yael books are there in the Light Girl book series? There are, I'm not a math person, <laughs> there are 22 books and there are six W books. There are 18 Yael books. There are 18? <laughs> 18. Uh, they are basically three holiday books. There's a Rosh Hashanah, a Hanukkah, and a Passover book. Don't forget Shabbos you have also. <laughs> and Yeah, Shabbos is uh, every... Pe- people uh, always know, like uh, the children's books that revolve around Shabbos. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a winner always. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, basically, I write as things come to me, and also um, because I've attained a very large following, so I get emails, I get phone calls, I get educators, parents, even kids who ask me to write about certain topics, and they evolve into my books. Yeah, well, unless I find it on this list, I have a topic I want you to address. Tell me. Especially in light of the conversation we just had, Yael Visits Israel. We got got to do that book. That happens to be the next one coming, (gasps) and I'll tell you something funny. I just received an email from... Uh, unknown fan father, dad, in Toronto. And he said he had a bone to pick with me, and he doesn't know me personally, but he's like, you only have one set of grandparents in your book, and there needs to be two sets of grandparents. Wow. So I, you know, I, I thought it was a little strange because I just put in a, a token, Saba and Safta, because I right. feel it's vital right. that children have a relationship with their grandparents. But it wasn't, and he's like, well... The only way I could condone this is if maybe, you know, the other grandparents don't live locally, so oh my God, to, that's why so don't you do a book <laughs> that they live in Israel, and she's flying to Israel to visit them, and I was like, perfect timing. Oh, <laughs> wow, is that great. So what is that expected out? So right now there's huge, huge delays because of uh, the infamous COVID with uh, production right. in China. Right. I, I don't know one business that hasn't been impacted. That's so true. things tend to slow down a lot. Um, in the past, in the last 10 years, I've been releasing at least two titles a year. And now um, I'm just putting finishing touches to my Dovi and his broken leg book because I had surgery this winter and <laughs> I was astounded by the beauty of the Mitzvah Bikracholim. Wow, and I was like, that's so I'm going to document this. That <laughs> so, is so great. Who Are you the illustrator of these? No, I'm not. Um, the illustrator is actually a non-Jewish fellow from San Diego, California. Illustration. The illustrations are brilliant. Yeah. I wanted to have... You know, as much as I wanted the messages to be empowering, I needed the images to be triply more so. Because young children, the picture, a picture, it's a thousand words. Yeah. And and does every book come with some type of CD, some type of audio component? Yes. So that's been one of my gimmicks that I felt would engage the children much more so. They love repetition. They love music. They love songs. So every book comes with a read-along of the story and then an original, very captivating, child-friendly theme song. And in the, when we first started 10 years ago, we weren't advanced as today, so we included a CD. And now we just include a link for a free download. Very cool. All right, uh, Malky Weinstock is with us. Let, let's do this first.
before we switch over to Dovey. Um, both the uh, Dovey and the Isle books are available if you go to uh, BeALightGirl.com. BeALightGirl. Light is spelled L-I-T-E. BeALightGirl.com. I cannot recommend enough for parents and grandparents and those who want to buy nice birthday presents and, uh, I don't know, summer presents <laughs> or graduation. Well, gradu- well, maybe graduation from kindergarten presents. That'll be a good one. Anyway, be a light girl, be a light girl. That's uh, B E A L I T E girl.com. And you'll see there when you uh, click on the shop button, there are two categories that'll pop up on top Dovey books and Yael books. And you should choose uh, the one you want. How many Dovey books are there? So there are six with uh, the next one coming when China decides that they'll move things along. I expect it to come for Hanukkah. What's Dovi um, doing in his next adventure? In his, as I mentioned, Dovi is recovering from a broken leg. Ah, right, that's and, the Dovi uh, book. Okay, yeah, got it. he was uh, thrilled to be able to go to the park again after right. the COVID lockdown. <laughs> I was considering if Yael flies to Israel, is she going? Well, are we going to have to cover the vaccinations and the masks? I, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I recommend moving on from that already. I don't know. I don't even want to. I, I don't want to further burden the kids. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. also, I just want to talk about something for sure. a minute, just the business aspect of this. Sure. And I want to encourage any aspiring entrepreneurs, and especially female entrepreneurs, that anyone who has a dream will always encounter obstacles along the way and naysayers who say it can't be. Right. Because that's what I encountered in the beginning. I am proof positive of that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And, and I identify with that with you in a, in a very strong way. And you know, and I know, and all of us visionaries out there that A vision is something that you have in your mind way more than the facts on the ground. And the sum of the facts don't always add up, and and you have to keep on pushing forward. And and that's what I did, and and Hashem helped me. And the truth is, even if it does not become a, a strong business effort, very often Hashem, as you just indicated, will guide you in a way to at least, you know, make the product impactful. Uh, somehow in our community. That's the beauty of our community, frankly. So people should pursue it, uh, whether it stays as something they do on the side or something they pursue you know, full-time, 24 hours a day, whatever it might be. And uh, hopefully, uh, as is so often the case, they'll be led in the right direction. I'm sure you feel you've been pushed in the right direction a million times along this road. It was after I, put, after I released my first book, three months later, I said I have to start on the second. I still had 3,000 copies sitting and didn't have a publisher at the time. Oh, my, husband, my husband thought I lost my mind, and, but I said I'm building a brand, and builders don't stop at the first floor. That's right. Oh. That's right. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Just brilliant. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, uh, Yael and Dovi, they are waiting for you, everybody out there, to... Uh, uh, to help them visit with your children and grandchildren. Malky Weinstock has created these characters. She's in this for 10 years. The books are beautiful, simple as that. Uh, illustrations by a gentleman. Is it Steve Pileggi? Is that the right uh, pronunciation? Pileggi. Steve Pileggi is the illustrator. Brilliant stuff. Uh, the books are beautiful. Malky Weinstock's the author. Um, and really appropriate, nice, and wholesome uh, for families like ours. As many other series are, don't want to minimize that. I think it's important to say that, uh, but certainly for those who want uh, children to relate to uh, to their daily lives and what goes on in their home every day and Shabbos and Yontif and when they go to Israel, etc., 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 you'll want to uh, hook them up, as the expression goes, with Dovi and with Yael 
and Malky Weinstock's books. You can go to this web. Here's the best website to go to to explore all of this. It's B. A light girl, be a light girl, L I T E, be a light girl dot com, um, dot com, and uh, just click on the shop a link that you'll see in the middle of the page, and you'll see the categories Dovey books and Yael books, and you'll be able to check out everything. Each uh, book comes with a CD, as we were uh, as we just discussed, and that just enhances uh, the entire experience. So if you have any trouble at all accessing any of this, just search Malky Weinstock books online. And believe you me, you'll find it in a variety of places. Malky, anything else you'd like to add about all this? Uh, yeah, I, I just I, two things. I wanted to point sure. out how what an interesting ride it was, and it continues to be with my working on Jewish topics with a non-Jewish illustrator. So one of my books is Dovi and the Hachnasa Sefer Torah, and <laughs> how in the world was I going <laughs> to convey that to Steve? Right. So lucky, lucky for YouTube. There was a documented <laughs> video on YouTube, a complete Hachnasa Sefer Torah. That now, is great. fast forward, and then there was the shooting in Poway, in right. California. Right. And Rabbi Goldstein's shul conducted a Hachnasa Sefer Torah in memory of the victims. Right. And he sent, shoots me an email, and he's like, no one in my side of town. And he's like this proverbial artist with a long ponytail and, and <laughs> torn jeans and painted. And I, I actually flew to visit him a couple of years ago, like a seven books in, I was like, I have to see the person behind this. <laughs> so, and he's like, and I was telling my friends, I know what this is. <laughs> so, there are lighter moments. Unbelievable. Moments. He became an expert on the Haqqadah Sefer Torah <laughs> through your books. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and honestly, I just feel that the, the children are our future at Matan Torah. We just had Shavuos, and Hashem asked for guarantors, and we gave the children, and if we could give the children the best possible foundation, because I still sing songs from my youth, the silly songs, and I say to myself, if they'll sing the songs that they know from my books, if they'll imbibe the messages, and then they'll grow up to make this world a better place. There's no question about it. We know the power of music, and certainly the power of music on the young, and you're 100% right, and you will see, and you probably have gotten this already, but as as children get older, you'll see it more and more. They'll approach you on the street and say, you should know the effect that Yael and Dovi had on me as I was growing up. And you'll have a lot of those comments to look forward to, to say the least. I, rece- I received an email from a woman who said her, do- her daughter is 10 years old and they're redoing her room because she's growing up and changing her shelf of books. And she says, Mommy, don't throw away these books. I don't read them anymore, but I'm taking them with me when I get married for my kids. I love it. <laughs> Malky, what a delight meeting you. Thank you so much Thank for what you, you said about Mayer, and good luck with the books. We'll remind everybody about the website and uh, continued success to you. And let us know Thank when the next so ones come out, please. Yes, I will. I'll shoot you an email. Mal- Thank you. A pleasure. Malky Weinstock, everybody. Go to the site. If you're a parent or grandparent, I mean, anybody could buy the books, obviously, but if you're a parent or grandparent, I want to... I want to uh, give uh, a special. Um, I want you to. I want to give special attention, and suggest that you give special attention to this website if you're a parent or grandparent. Beaalightgirl.com. I, I know a lot about what's going on in the Jewish world. I wasn't aware of these until I met Malky. So I'm going to assume a lot of people just don't know about it yet. Beaalightgirl.com. B B E B A Light Girl L I T E Girl.com. And again, as I said, if you just search Malky Weinstock online, you'll you'll end up at a whole list of her books at, at some website somewhere, possibly even this one, BeALightGirl.com. It's America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSingle.com and the NachumSingle Network, and of course, in the beloved NSN app. 
says nobody finds themselves in a situation. You put yourself in a situation. And if you put yourself in that situation, you can put yourself in another situation. That moment changed my life. It's the most daring, moving story ever to have been told. One of agony and glory, of a mission to uphold. Mm, and you're essential to this story, a letter in its sacred scroll. And it's not just allegory when you embrace your place and role. You never find yourself in a situation that you cannot undo. So let your letter shine unto the nations. Be proud to be a Jew. Cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate. And we're searching back with love and care. And it's never, ever too late for any Jew. a holy letter, every family word, a community, a sentence, each voice it must be heard. And to the letters that rose up in smoke, we must do more than say never again, and be the eternal letters of hope for our children and for them. And you know, you never find yourself a situation that you cannot undo so let your letter shine unto the nations be proud to be a Jew cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate and we're searching back with love and care I know it's never 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 too late for any Jew any Jew Anywhere hey! He said to himself If the Nazis search out Every Jew in hate We will search out Every Jew In love There's a home we must Build together To heal A fractured world the dignity of difference we must treasure in our deeds and in our words. Live with faith in our future. Be the leader you were born to be. And the day will come much sooner when we'll all live in harmony. You never find yourself in a situation that you cannot undo so let your letter shine onto the nations be proud to be a Jew cause we've been hunted down in senseless hate and we're searching It's never too late
J.M. in the A.M. Mordechai Ben David. Low era ra here at J.M. in the A.M. Ruby New, brand new, and it's never too late. You heard Diaspora with Sukkot Shalom here at JM the AM. Tuesday morning, I want to give a special tip to everybody out there, especially those of you who are going to be passing the Queens area today or tomorrow. Mechie's Deli is now in Aaron's Casino. Aaron's Casino Farms had everything. The one thing they were missing was Mechie's Deli, literally. And now they're there. And I, <laughs> I'm visiting. I think they've been there. I've already been there twice, and I think they've only been there like five days. And um, I already warned Chaim that I'll probably I'll probably be there Thursday and Friday. Um, anyway, the forget about me for a second. The bottom line is that Mechi's Deli is at Aaron's Casino Farms in Queens. You have never tasted takeout food like this. Anybody who's ever had any of Mechi's at any of their locations knows this. But right now I'm pointing it out because today and tomorrow only, Tuesday and Wednesday, today and tomorrow only, they have these special blowout deals just to introduce people to Mechi's incredible menu. And the baby chicken with sautéed onions is eleven ninety nine a pound. Take the recommendation of Nahum Siegel. <laughs> Bring home at eleven ninety nine a pound the baby chicken with sautéed onions to your family. They will never stop thanking you. They have the KFC chicken at seven ninety nine a pound. That's Mechi's KFC chicken. <laughs> I don't want to be accused of of mis 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 uh, um, publicizing something. Uh, they have all the um, uh, all the different sandwiches. The footlong hero is twelve ninety nine. The deluxe tuna wrap is five ninety nine. It's all today and tomorrow at Mechie's in Aaron's Casino Farms, Casino Boulevard in Queens. Take my recommendation: baby chicken sautéed onions, eleven ninety nine a pound. Not only won't you regret it, you're going to be thanking me. You're going to be leaving me messages all day long about how incredible it was. All right, so that's today's that's today's tip of the day. Here at JM, and I have a lot of tips of the day. A lot. <laughs> I I've been to so many great places recently. Baruch Hashem, Bli I have a, I have a lot of tips of the day that I can give you uh, when it comes to delicious kosher food. Um, I do I do uh, I do want to remind everybody that between now and the sixth of June, the Yamaka Tzitzis Gartel Talis sale. What I'm calling the Yamaka Tzitzis Gartel and Talis Week is going on at uh, shopeichlers.com. It's 15% off. That's 15% off on everything. Yamakas, Tzitzis, Gartels, and Talesim. All 15% off between now and the 6th of June. Take advantage. Shopeichlers.com. Shopeichlers.com. They, of course, have same-day delivery to a whole host of neighborhoods in both New York and New Jersey. Take advantage. You can have your items today or tonight and uh, literally save 15% on every item I just mentioned in the Yamaka, Tzitzis, Gartel, and Talis category. Go to shopeichlers.com <coughs> and uh, take care of it today. You'll be glad you did. That's an understatement. You'll certainly be glad you did. Uh, what was the other of my – oh, Art Scroll, don't forget, has the, uh, has the June sale going on. Art Scroll has the June sale going on. Which means anything you buy right now at uh, artscroll.com, including the brand new book that we're about to speak about, the Reb on Beacon Street. Um, that's going to be th- that, and everything else will be uh, every title will be twenty uh, percent off. And if you use promo code radio, you get free shipping. You could literally order one book, and if you use promo code radio, you get free shipping. So always use promo code radio at artscroll.com. You always want to use promo code radio. 
And now that it's grilling season and the dads and grads are going to be the focus of this month, keep in mind that um, our friends at A&H have put their delicious hot dogs in every Trader Joe's in America. You go to Trader Joe's nationwide, you'll find A&H hot dogs. And, of course, you walk into a great supermarket nationwide and you'll find every A&H product. Um, simple as that. If you're grilling, you want the, you want it to be A&H hot dogs. You want it to be something really good, delicious, and high quality. So big thank you to A&H. And if you're interested in ordering online, kosherdogs.net, 10% discount with promo code radio. Kosherdogs.net, 10% discount with promo code radio. That's how it works. And um, that's all you need to do. Simple as that. Ah, JM in the AM Tuesday on this very first day of June. Could you imagine? It's practically summer already. Time just flies almost halfway through 2021. Hard to believe. And here's Yehuda Green at JM in the AM. Shall I mo? The Via Samoshia, 
Mashiach, where are you? We're all waiting for you. Mashiach, when David, we need you. J.M. in the A.M. Again, kudos. That's uh, New York Boys Choir. Before that, Yehuda Green. Kudos to the Teaneck community. They've got the Big Israel Parade, Unite for Israel Parade in Bergen County, Teaneck, New Jersey, culminating in a concert at Sagamore Park this coming Sunday. They're asking everybody to wear blue and white. They'll gather at 4 p.m. 4.30 p.m. will be the march. We'll be announcing the route, so you'll know where to go on Sunday. You can email for information if you want to volunteer or sponsor Unite for Israel 2021 at gmail.com. Unite for Israel, F O R. Unite for Israel 2021 at gmail.com. <laughs> Kadesh, the kid, the bee. 
J.M. and the A.M. Aish with Leif Tahar. Before that, the New York Boys Choir and Achakalo. Tuesday morning broadcast, J.M. and the A.M. A reminder that Rabbi Shimon Finkelman is out with a brand new book. The book is entitled The Rebbe on Beacon Street. It's a book about the inspiring life and impact of Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Horowitz, the Boston Rebbe of Boston and Harnov. And we are honored this morning, and for us it's a tremendous kavod, a tremendous kavod, uh, this morning to speak with one of the sons of uh, the Boston Rebbe, and that is the Boston Rebbe of today, um, uh, Rabbi Naftali Yehuda Horowitz, who is the Boston Rebbe of Boston, the successor in Boston to his father. 
uh, Rebbe, uh, Rabbi Horowitz, it's truly an honor uh, to welcome you to JM in the AM. Good to be here. Much appreciated. I met your father, I met the Rebbe when I was a teenager on a, uh, a trip to Boston that I took with uh, our high school class. And if I'm speaking about it 40 years later, uh, it, it's obvious that that visit had an impact. I would imagine you've heard stories like this um, many, many, many times over the years. Correct. I've had many stories of people who my father had an impact on just for that short discussion that he might have given them during their visit here on, in Boston on a high school trip or even an eighth grade elementary trip. Right, no question about it. Certainly wonderful memories for people like me. Um, the, 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 there's so many interesting circumstances in the book. I mean, your, your father's father, I guess, I guess who many uh, would call the first Boston Rebbe, um, made many attempts not to actually stay in Boston, had a tremendous love for Eretz Yisrael, a tremendous desire to live in Israel, and it, it seems, just based on what I read, that so many circumstances or coincidences, and we know there's no such thing as coincidence, just kept bringing him back to Northeast America. Is that how you would portray it? Correct. He was sent here, not by his own accord, through his uncle, the Lelva Rebbe, Rabdovitsi Shleim and... In a way, he was forced to get here because he was on a trip to Europe, and World War I broke up outright before he was supposed to return to Eretz Yisrael. And the only way he could be able to survive, because he was under a Turkish passport, was to come to the United States, and he ended up here in Boston. And every time he tried to return, it seems it was unsuccessful, and he always said that his uncle doesn't let him get back to Israel because he feels he has that mission in the United States. And uh, because us New Yorkers always, uh, you know, are, are, always feel terrible when we lose out to Boston, was it Boston because of relatives or a specific sponsor or an acquaintance, or was Boston again by coincidence? No, it wasn't so much by coincidence. He was for a while in East New York, but there was a group of, of uh, Hasidim who wanted him to come to Boston. So he felt that would be the best place for him to set up that he should be able to have his base medrash and do his avoidus hakodesh. Um, I have to ask. I'm sure this audience will be even more intrigued than other audiences might be. Uh, the the point is made in the book that one of the reasons he had such an impact and was able to have such an immediate impact was frankly because Boston, and it continues to be today, is a is a city of academia, is a city that attracts a lot of Jews from a lot of places around the world because people want to be in places like Harvard and many other institutions that I could list. Was that immediate? Was the benefit to that community, Jews who might be in the world of academia, was the impact of the Rebbe immediate for them? I would say that for my father, he was involved and he really became more involved in the early 60s in attracting people from the academia through his reputation and through his uh, good English, as they say. And because of that, they were, he was able, being an American-born, American born, he was able to attract people and have an understanding of where they're coming from to give them the proper 
outlook of what Jewish life is all about, where maybe previous generations, immigrants, might have thought of the shtetl that you have in Europe, and they wanted their children to have a different type of life, and they didn't realize you could be an Erla Chayid growing up in the United States as well. So it's not like the college town kept him there, but once he was there and saw the landscape, saw just how many Jews were professors and students and, and, and other people involved in the universities, he said they, they have to have a connection to our, our tradition and heritage. Absolutely. In fact, I wouldn't call my father where people today have people that do outreach and they're outreach professionals. My father didn't go to college campuses. My father stayed in his shul on Shabbos. People came to him, not the other way around that he went out. Of course, he went to different cities, right. sometimes invited by individuals, but his main place and where people got in touch with him was in his shul and his area where he was staying. We're speaking with Rabbi Naftali Yehuda Horowitz, who's the Boston Rebbe in Boston, Massachusetts, and the son of Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Horowitz, uh, the Boston Rebbe of Boston and Harnof. The brand new book is written by Shimon Finkelman. It's called The Rebbe on Beacon Street. Go to artscroll.com uh, for all the details. The book has just been released. The Rebbe that we're speaking of, Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Horowitz, passed away just about 12 years ago, just to give you a little bit of a historical perspective. Um, it's interesting, and those of us who've had interactions with Rebbe's, we know that the that the the most beloved part of watching a Rebbe in action, so to speak, is is the Vahafta Larecha Kamocha. But your father, it seems based on this book and and based frankly on the short encounter I had with him and his reputation, just had that to a to such a high degree. There was nobody, no matter what their background, and no matter, you know, if they were a member of the Jewish community, he had such tremendous ahava, not just respect that he would sit down and spend time with them, but describe the love that it seems he must have had in his heart for every single Jew. Well, I can give you over a story where one time this fellow walked in from Cambridge, a student, and it was toward, it was on Shabbos morning, it was toward the end of davening that he walked in, and he didn't walk in with a typical Shabbos garb. And he came down to Kiddush, and he came over to me to give Shalom. And, of course, I saw, you know, he came late to davening, you know. I wasn't up to entertaining him. And sure enough, he went over to my father, and my father sat him down. And he started talking to him and asked him where he's from and where he's holding in his studies in college. And he invited him for the Suda Shabbos in the morning and afternoon after davening. And he developed a relationship with him. Even though he wasn't what you call your regular typical type of Jew that would be walking into the show. (laughs) And the reason behind that is because my father saw... Under the garb, he saw there was a Jewish neshama there, and he understood that every Jew, Jewish neshama is precious, and he realized the potential that that person can have. And sure enough, he became observant. He's a proper Shabbos, who has a Jewish family with children and grandchildren today. And, and, and the point I would make further is it's not just the positive. When a Jew was in pain, when someone approached him, whether they were Orthodox or not, and expressed the difficulties they're going through, 
It just felt like they had the ear of somebody who was feeling their pain, somebody who was relating to what they were going through. Even more so, when people come here, we have an organization that's called Rofa International, and they come here. We don't only take in what you call observant Jews, we take in non-observant secular Jews as well. And I can still recall where this not secular family came in from Israel, and during that period of time, there was a, a disagreement between the secular and non-secular Jews, where they even came to violence, where stones were thrown by each other. And when the person came in to say goodbye to us, thank us, that we took care of their family and their child who was being hospitalized here in Boston, they said, I can promise you one thing. We're not going to throw any more stones at observant Jews any longer. Oh, wow. <laughs> realize that there's a Havis Yisrael coming from both sides. Powerful, powerful story. Uh, speaking with uh, Rabbi Naftali Yehuda Horowitz, the son of the Boston Rebbe. He is the Boston Rebbe himself, but you understand what I'm saying, the son of the Boston Rebbe, Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Horowitz, that so many people knew for so many years up in Boston. Uh, at what point did your father move to Israel? 1984. And that was because, again, fulfilling that dream, or there was a, an additional purpose at that time? My father always had a dream to move to Eretz Yisrael and have a community there, because that was the dream of his father. My father wanted to finish off the mission of his father, just like Shleim HaMelech tried to finish off the mission of David HaMelech to build the base Amigdash. He wanted to build a settlement in Eretz Yisrael, and through many much Seattle Dishmai, he was able to have a base medrash and a community in Harnof of Israel, and that's why he was also known as the Boston Rebbe of Harnof. Right. And that was his dream to settle in Israel, and even towards the end of his life, where he could not any longer travel between the United States and Israel, he chose Israel to be full-time. And, and in all seriousness, although some may find this funny, because many of us always look at Harnof as an exclusively you know, one type of neighborhood. The, the reality is Harnov has Jews of all backgrounds, and it seems that that was one of the reasons your father chose Harnov, because he felt that that was one neighborhood where everybody from every background would feel comfortable visiting and would feel comfortable living. That's correct. And in fact, even when it was a situation, there was some strife between different parts of the community there. My father said instead of having people disagree Invite them for a Shabbos meal and let them see what Shabbos is all about and what they're missing in Shemir Shabbos and observing the Shabbos. Wow. Very interesting. Uh, the book is called The Rebbe on Beacon Street. It's brand new. Go to artscroll.com for details. Um, one of the things, and look, I'm doing this 37 years, and, and I'm not sure if you know or not, but the, the basic uh, theme of this show has always been Jewish music, even with all the discussions we've had over the years, and, and the Boston and Nigunim obviously have made a profound impact on Jews worldwide just in terms of how amazing they are. Now, maybe you can give us a perspective on how important Nigunim are in general, because there's so many Hasidic dynasties that have their own Nigunim. Could you give us a, a, just a brief history or some insight into the, the, the Nigunim, the tunes of the uh, Boston dynasty? Well, the main uh, the main composer of tunes for the for Boston and Nigunim was my father's brother, Rav Moshe Harowitz, who was the Boston Rebbe of New York, New York Boston Rebbe, and 
his son, Reb Chaim Avram, who passed away about four or five years ago, five years ago to be exact. Yerotai was just recently Yud Chassivin, and he was also very well known in the music world. Many people sing the songs of my uncle and my father and my, bro- and my, uh, my cousin um, without realizing it's a Boston and Nigga. Right, that's what I discovered, and, right. Yes, and also my brother in Harnov does have a talent to be a composer, and he has composed. My father did not compose so many Nigunim, but he had uh, one Nigun that he did compose. But he was someone who understood music, and what he felt was, he mentioned many times, that the music speaks to the neshama. Mm. The neshama feels the music just like we have food for our, our bodies. We have music to be able to take care of our souls. I mean, there, there's a Bostoner Lashana Haba that I think the whole world, if, I, if I'm right, I hope I'm right and not misstating this, if I'm right, the whole world sings it. The Lashana Haba Yerushalayim. I'm sorry to say I don't know which one you mean, but it could... <laughs> I'm almost sure, and 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 of course there are others. Why? I mean, look, I, I, I the inner workings of the Tish. There's so many amazing Hasidic nigunim. Is it significant that the Hasidic dynasty have its own? Like, how would you how would you classify the importance of a Hasidic dynasty having its own identity through music? I would explain it that. Music, just like there are different types of avoidance. Right. Different types of service that a person can serve. We know there's the Hasidic world. Right. There's the Yeshiva world. There's the Svadic world. Right. And you'll find that the music between the Svadic world and the Hasidic world and even the, the Yeshivish world are completely different, even though each of them are beautiful in their own way. Right. The same way with Hasidus, you can go ahead and explain that the, through their Rebbe, who, who they can get close to, and through that get close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, music will allow them to have their own expression of Avoidah. Absolutely amazing. The, you and, and other relatives, I believe it's brothers and brothers-in-law, I mean, the Boston uh, tradition, Boston dynasty, let's call it for a moment, is now in Boston, of course, where you are, in Yerushalayim, uh, in Highland Park, New Jersey, which I didn't know, places like Muncie, Manchester, Beitar. I mean, if, if everybody, and I have to assume that everybody is, if everyone's following in the tradition of being this open and this loving of all Jews, the tradition that your father, of course, continued from his father, I mean, it, it, there must be in, it, an incredible impact, even more so just in terms of quantity, that's going on uh, in the world um, in, in this in this area, uh, my point being that that I, I have to assume that all the rebbes of today in the Boston tradition are following, you know, the, the the example that their fathers set, and now they have an opportunity worldwide to be impactful on so many more people. Well, that's that's very very true, and in fact, even though you have to realize when you have a, a person, he might not do the exact avoda of his father to the nth degree, because, after all, everybody, each person has their own way of doing things, and their generation might be different. As we know, the generation of 2020 is not the generation of 1980, or for sure not the generation of 1960. However, the main staple of Boston Hasidus is to do Avoidus Hashem through Ahava, 
and through Yira and through Tyre and Avoida. So, therefore, each one has it. They might have it in their own way with their own wrinkle, but they each have it. Uh-huh. And today, being much more spread out, as we know, after, the, after World War II, the Kharbi Europa, the Holocaust, many, it was a, we had a much smaller contingency. Today, Baruch Hashem, Judy, uh, Orthodox Judaism, observant Judaism has grown, and because of that, they need to have more people to service them, and that's what we're trying to do as well to service Cloud Yisrael to do Avodah Hashem. And, and you just brought up a point that I think has to be emphasized. Uh, your father and other great Rebbes and Rabbanim of that generation obviously had a lot of challenges and had to deal with very sensitive topics. But I don't know with what this generation is now involved with and the, dif- and the difficulties and challenges that they're bringing to people like yourself. Uh, I, I don't even know if, 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 if they were as difficult the generation before. We're, we're dealing with some very very sensitive social issues. We're dealing in an era where people think that abhorrent behavior is normal or should be normal, and it's certainly creeping into our community. And if you want to keep the obvious Israel, if you don't want to push away people who are you know, deserving to be part of our community, yet, yet sometimes get involved in things that, that are you know, unapproved of at the minimum, it, it becomes a greater challenge. I would assume those are the types of things that you're dealing with constantly. True, but a lot of times people say about my father. My father, of course, was a very, very charismatic person, personable person, generous person, but he knew also how to tell somebody that that's not the way of a Torah Jew. And he did it emphatically. So, and the people that heard it from them took it in the way that it was given. From the heart to the heart. And if you have that type of understanding, you can love a person even if, he, if he's not like you. Right. But if you feel he's doing the wrong thing, he will. You should let him know that. It, try to be to try to give him an understanding that that's not the way of a Torah Jew. With, with and, and I wouldn't publicly, of course, it has to be stronger, but privately with tremendous love, I'm sure. Absolutely. Uh, I know this audience would be curious because to us, it, it, to, to our segment of the community, excuse the expression, um, you know, Boston is always synonymous with the Rav. It seems that the Rebbe and Rav Soloveitchik had a the, had a fine relationship. A wonderful relationship. I I recall many times during Chalamoy going to visit my father, uh, Rabbi Soloveitchik, together with my father, wow. and they had different discussions and. They were always respectful of each other. I can still recall here in our show where there were twins born, and Rabbi Soloveitchik was the sandik for one of the children, and my father was the sandik for the uh, for the other twin. Wow. <laughs> if that doesn't say it all about your community. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. And, and finally, just to give a historical perspective, your lineage uh, even, even though we think it starts in Boston, Massachusetts, your lineage is really part of the the vast majority of the Hasidic dynasties, right? When it comes to, I assume, I'm making an assumption here. You can tell me if I'm right. But when it comes to Chernobyl, Rachmat Skrift, and and other, you know, a, other Hasidic groups that that usually are lumped together in terms of being related generations back, you are part of that, correct? I'm part of Rabbi Nachman Chernobyl. We're part of many different dynasties, such as Baditchev. 
we we come from the Baal Shem Tov as well, the right. Mizritcha Magid, and we come from many, many different uh, dynasties. But we always say, yeah. How will your actions go toward your ancestors? We always have to be careful to know that we have to strive to be like our ancestors on a daily basis. No question about it. Have you had a chance? Has the book been delivered to you yet, Rebbe? Yes, I've seen the <laughs> book, and thank God, Baruch Hashem, it's a beautiful book, and people should write it, because just like you have a Musa Sefer, sometimes you have a living, a living Musa Sefer. Yeah. And this way can teach youngsters and elders as well what it means to have a Havas Yisrael and how to live a life where you can go the extra mile. Uh, I, I cannot wait to come to Boston with my family and meet you, and I, I cannot thank you enough for joining us this morning. A tremendous kavod, a real covet for us, and uh, we will continue to recommend to people to buy the book, to read the book, and to remember your father. Uh, he was such a, a dear leader uh, in the Jewish world and will never be forgotten. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me this morning. Be well. Rabbi Naftali Yehuda Horowitz is the Boston Rebbe. The book about his father was written by Rabbi Shimon Finkelman. The book is called The Rebbe on Beacon Street, The Inspiring Life and Impact of Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Horowitz, the Boston Rebbe of Boston and Harnof. And um, the book is available right now. Go to artscroll.com. Go to artscroll.com. If you buy one book, you'll get free shipping if you use promo code radio. The only way to get free shipping when you buy one book is to use promo code radio. And right now in June, there's a 20% off sale across the board on everything at artsgirl.com. So we're highly recommending it. The Reb on Beacon Street, The Inspiring Life and Impact of Rabbi Levi Yitzchak Horowitz, the Boston Reb of Boston and Harnof. The book is written by Rabbi Shimon Finkelman. And what a tremendous kavod for us that the Boston Reb himself of this generation, Rabbi Naftali Yehuda Horowitz, joined us from Boston to discuss his father here at JM in the AM. Tuesday morning broadcast at 8 minutes. Before nine o'clock. Can you please sing something normal? I'm not the music. No, she does here. Sing them out. 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 Sing them out.
JM in the AM. Lipa! On a, uh... On a JM in the AM... Uh, what is today? Tuesday morning. <laughs> can't even remember what day it is anymore. Um... Yes. Okay. Teaneck, New Jersey, this coming Sunday. They are the latest. Bergen County is the latest, uh, most recent community to announce some action regarding Israel. And I'm going to add the whole anti-Semitism piece because I still believe that if you're supporting Israel, you're supporting anti-anti-Semitism. Since to uh, anybody who's not familiar with Israel, or even if they are familiar with Israel, uh, anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. Uh, so that's how I view the entire thing. Anyway, uh, this coming Sunday, the Unite for Israel parade is happening in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey. Uh, Unite for Israel parade is in Teaneck, culminating in a concert at Sagamore Park. We'll have the uh, route for you um, coming up later in the week. The uh, email address, Unite for Israel, it's, it's the word for, F-O-R, Unite for Israel 2021 at gmail.com, Unite for Israel 2021 at gmail.com for information. And uh, what can I say? I hope everybody uh, will be there in Bergen County this coming Sunday. Very important. Support Israel. Stand up for Israel and the Jewish people. Uh, Unfortunately, our national leaders are not doing anything. Barely a protest regarding uh, the situation now with anti-Semitism in this country and the anti-Israel sentiment in this country. Barely a reaction. Certainly no demand from members of of Congress, especially those who've always been supporters of ours, uh, to say anything. Nothing. We're getting zero results in that whole milieu, if you will. So um, in Teaneck, they said, or in Bergen County, the lay leaders and the local rabbis said, okay, we just got to do this ourselves. And that's why they're doing it this coming Sunday, the day, ironically, that we were all supposed to gather on Fifth Avenue for the Celebrate Israel Parade. I'm not, I'm not at all condemning the JCRC. Obviously, COVID killed the parade. They don't deserve any blame for that at all. But it's ironic that on a day that we were supposed to be uh, marching for Israel in New York City, We're going to be marching for Israel in Bergen County because there is no other march for Israel that we know of in New York City for that day. Achenu Israel and Achimachem, our brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web, and AchimSegal.com, and the AchimSegal Network, and of course, the beloved NSN Wraps up an amazing Tuesday here at JM in the AM. Plenty more tomorrow. Oh, I, f- I believe that some of the humor of social media directed at our community is going to be featured tomorrow. We'll finally get to that conversation coming up tomorrow right here at JM in the AM. Meanwhile, JM Rewind is next. Dr. Lior Gottlieb with words about the Mayor Weingarten will be the first interview in JM Rewind. Avrami hosts um, a live lunch coming up at 11 a.m. Eastern time from Israel right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.